Hello, and welcome to With a Grain of Salt. I'm Jenny. And I'm Cindy. We're two college undergrads still trying to navigate our way through life. Now that we've experienced a little more, we want to give you some of the advice we wish we could have heard along the way. We're now experts, though, so we want you to take everything we say with a grain of salt. Be your own person, and don't be afraid to question what we say. But we hope that we can still sprinkle in some of our own experiences to help guide your journey. Welcome to our first ever episode of With a Grain of Salt. It's Jenny here. And Cindy. So in our very first episode, which has been so long in the making, Cindy and I will introduce ourselves to you. We'll give you a brief background about us, and then we'll dive into some really fun icebreaker questions, and then we'll end on why we started this podcast and what we hope that you'll be able to get out of With a Grain of Salt. So with that, let's dive into those brief introductions. Yeah, wow. It really feels like... It's the first day of school and I'm introducing myself to everybody. Like it's always so hard coming up with these little introductions, but I'm Cindy and I am 18 years old. I am currently at the Georgia Institute of Technology getting a degree in business administration and it's my first year. So kind of crazy, but it's been super fun living in Atlanta. And now I get to truly say that I'm from Atlanta because I feel like before that, I would just be like, oh yeah, I'm from Atlanta, 45 minutes outside Atlanta, but now I'm like in Atlanta. So that's super fun for me. Outside of just like school things, I really enjoy just anything artsy. I really like design, video editing, and I kind of also will occasionally like do some like painting or drawing on the side just for funsies. I also was a huge performing arts kid in high school, so I did theater and dance. And dance is actually how me and Jenny know each other. We've been dancing together at the same studio for every single time I say this, I literally can't remember how many years, but basically a lifetime is what it's felt like. I am also 18. Cindy and I are the same age, and I grew up in Metro Atlanta as well. I am currently a first year at Pomona College, which is a small liberal arts college in Southern California. Unlike Cindy, I am super undeclared in my major, and I'm trying to figure myself out right now, as I'm sure you are too. And if you're like me and you're trying to navigate your interests, I'm the gal for you. Some things that I like to do outside of school, honestly, number one right now is just Zooming with my friends because Zoom is the only way I can really communicate with people at this point because of the pandemic. But I also really love watching Chinese dramas and baking. I'm glad you mentioned like the watching TV thing because I gave a very like interview safe answer. I am glued to my phone. I love TikTok. I love Instagram. You always find me on Snapchat. I'm like a big social media gal. So that's what I do in my free time. But yeah, now that you know a little bit more about us and our interests, we wanted to do some fun in-depth questions so you guys get to know us. So we chose a few questions from the internet that we are going to answer now. And just to preface for our listener, I picked these questions off of an article about 36 questions to fall in love with someone. So they might sound a little cheesy, but I think that's like it helps us open up to you as our audience. So I hope that you enjoy our answers to these questions. For this first question, given the choice of anyone in the world, who would I want as a dinner guest? I really admire Kyle Hanagami. For those of you who do not know, Kyle Hanagami is an extremely successful choreographer. Like he's choreographed for Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande, I believe. He's Blackpink's main choreographer and he's also choreographed for like Disney and Nike and he's so successful. And this is going to sound really creepy because I kind of know his life story, but I read it in either his Wikipedia page or an article about him. Apparently he went to UC Berkeley and graduated with a 
degree in economics, but while he was at Berkeley, he got into dance. And now he's this super successful choreographer who's, I believe, only in his early 30s. He also beat leukemia at one point in his life. And he's just, he also seems so down to earth on social media. So if there's anybody that I could sit down and have a talk with, it would just be Kyle Hanagami. Like, I think he's one of the coolest people on the planet. When I was brainstorming my answer to this question, like my mind immediately went to these super talented dancers. If you're a dancer, you've probably heard of like Sean Liu and Casey Rice and Bailey Sock. They're all just so incredible. And I just wish I could be like friends with all of them because they're also really similar in age to Cindy and I. So it's like not as far of a stretch in my mind for me to be like, yeah, I could totally become friends with them. But it's just like a dream of mine. (laughs) They're so much more talented though. I'm like, dang, what vitamins did you eat as a kid? But I guess for my answer, anyone who knows me is going to be like, yeah, of course. Okay, I actually put down two people because I'm really indecisive. So my first one, I kind of went through this phase during quarantine when I literally had nothing to do. I started watching Patriot Act. I think that Hasan Minhaj is just such a natural comedian. I've watched so many like interviews and like other YouTube videos with him in it that are aside from his more scripted stuff in Patriot Act. And I'm like, dang, that would just be someone fun to talk to. I feel like he would just create so much banter and also just have so much to say, but he's also very well-spoken when it comes to politics. My other person that I put dinner with Emma Chamberlain would be so fun. <laughs> I feel, okay, everyone who knows me, especially in my sophomore year, knows that Emma Chamberlain was the blueprint for me. Like, <laughs> I literally idolized this girl. I was like, wow, I want to be just like her because she's so fun. And I feel like when you watch her videos and I listen to her podcast a little too, you just feel like you're there with her and she's like your best friend and she's just talking to you. If I had dinner with her, it would just feel like I was watching one of her videos, except I would be there IRL. She'd be very funny and easygoing and fun to talk to. And we're like kind of similar in age. Seems fun. Oh my gosh. Okay. I had no idea what you were going to answer, but like your answers I think are so fitting. Awesome Minhaj, A plus answer. Like I just recently watched, I believe his lie detector test with, I forget which media company it is. And it was just yes. so funny. And Emma Chamberlain. Yes. Thinking back now, Emma Chamberlain really did influence Cindy a lot. When I saw your outfits, I was like, mm, give me really big Emma Chamberlain vibes. The big thing about me that all my friends know is that I actually have no personality. Just kidding. <laughs> I do- okay, that's not true. But when I find someone that I admire, I literally will just adopt all their mannerisms, their entire personality, their style, their sense of humor. Emma Chamberlain really was just the blueprint. She shaped me my sophomore year. But you know what? I'm thankful for it. She's a super cool person. And I think she kind of got unnecessarily hated on for a period of her life. But you know what? She got through it. And I think she's just super chill now and down to earth. And I would just love to have dinner with her. I think that'd be super cool. Period, period. Shall we move on to question numero dos? This one was interesting. This one, for some reason, I kind of had a little more trouble brainstorming. But the question is, name three things you have in common with your podcast partner. And me and Jenny didn't go over this before, so I really wonder if we're going to say the same things or not. Oh my gosh. Okay, the pressure. Because I did not prepare beforehand. Okay. Three things that we have in common. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. I was sitting there. I was like, what do we have in common? (laughs) Okay. I feel like we have so much in common, but when you're like asked the question, you're like, uh, or yeah, like human, just, like, two eyes. I don't know. <laughs> we, we both have black hair. <laughs> okay. One, I think that we both put a lot of care into our gifts. Like, I feel like we both tend to go out of our way to write nice cards for people and to really put in the effort to buy our friends nice gifts. Very true. Me and Jenny were just talking about this. If the limit's like $20, we're like, oh man, what's an extra $20? You know, let's bump it up to 40 and then let's add a fancy little card and then let's add a little candy in there. Let's spend five hours wrapping it. We're just so meticulous about it, but I think it's funny. I love it. 
we are meticulous about it but i also think gift giving is just such a fun thing to do like seeing their reactions like it just makes you feel all good inside okay number two this is kind of a cop-out answer. We both suck at making macarons, like the French little sandwich cookies. And the reason that I say that is just because Cindy and I, for like the past four years, have like basically made it a tradition for us to get together once a year to try to make macarons from scratch. And every single year, we always fail. They always turn out to be like pancakes and super sticky and just not the most pleasant thing to eat. I'm just going to go ahead and say that we both suck at making it because we've always made it together and they've never turned out well. (laughs) We have never succeeded a single time. There's always something that has to go wrong. We literally pay so much attention to the recipe. Like we try to be so precise and we're like, we're going to whip this so carefully. We're going to time this out perfectly. And then they just still don't pan out. Okay, I'm going to blame this on BuzzFeed because we've been using the same BuzzFeed recipe this entire time. I'm just going to deflect like the responsibility completely. This is all BuzzFeed's fault. I have not tried enough tasty recipes to like have that opinion about them, but it was a confusing journey because the recipe we used was literally their recipe titled The Best Foolproof Macarons. We were following this foolproof recipe to a T and then every single year we try again and again and it just doesn't work. I don't know if we're going to keep doing this tradition, but we both suck at making macarons. <laughs> you know what? Once that coronavirus vaccine comes out, macaron rebound. I swear this time we're going to make it work. I'm sorry for hating on you, BuzzFeed. You actually produced some pretty cool stuff. Whatever that, those haunted videos. I can't remember what they're, BuzzFeed Unsolved. That's uh, pretty cool, but like your macaron recipe, not it. Okay, third thing that I think we have in common. You know what? I'm going to say this is something that we have in common because I realized through online class that it's really hard to tell someone's height. It's weird just having a depiction of somebody's height in your head and then you learn that their height doesn't match at all. Like some girls you think have like five foot three energy and you find out they're five foot ten and you're like, oh my God. So I'm letting you know, Cindy and I are both short gals. <laughs> I'm five foot one. I believe Cindy is five foot two. So, you know, now you have that information. Do with it what you will. But we are both short. My Zoom experience was not like that at all. Literally, it'd be like 60 people in a class. Everyone's cameras are off. Like, everyone's muted. I cannot read a single person's personality. I don't think I made a single friend on Zoom. But, you know, I'm not mad at them. I get it. My camera was off, too. I was muted. But I really wonder what high energy I give off. I wonder if some people think I'm six foot. Probably not, but... It's really interesting to think about because the few people that I've met on Zoom generally say that I give off like five foot five energy. And I really wish I was five foot five, but sadly I cannot claim that height. It got to the point where it was like, I was just so interested in other people's heights. It would be like two months into knowing someone in my class and we would be put into a breakout room. And then we were supposed to be discussing like a chapter in a book that we read. And then the conversation would just devolve into so what height are you how tall are you and then we just go around and guess each other's heights and then we'd be like actually I'm not that height and it was really funny to me this is not a universal experience because I would just walk around campus and people can be like wow she's short she's 5'2 so no one has ever told me what height my voice sounds like so if someone wants to DM me and tell me what height I sound like, that'd be awesome. I mean, it kind of was already spoiled for you, but you know what? Just take a listen and just let me know because I really want to know. These are things you never think about till a, a pandemic hits your country, but you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You know. Okay, your turn. Three things we have in common. 
Okay, I'm just going to start off. Number one, we both have dance trauma, and we will definitely get into that into another episode. Our studio was a roller coaster, to say the least. Definitely some good memories. We're not traded for the world, but wow, we definitely have some <laughs> wounds from it. But you know what? Sometimes shared trauma is what brings you closer, so we've definitely formed a connection over that. Okay, number two. Okay, I'm looking at this now. I wrote these all down. This is such a cop-out answer. Like, you said your one earlier was cop-out answer, but this one's just like, we're both Chinese-American. I didn't even realize, though, y'all might not know that about us. We're both Chinese-American. Our parents both immigrated here from China, so we both have that in common. To this day, I still have trouble distinguishing between first and second generation, but we're the children of immigrants from China. That experience has definitely shaped who Cindy and I are. Was that glamour? You know what? You you, you get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but it's definitely shaped who we are as individuals. I think that my experience with being Chinese American has definitely differed from Cindy's experience being Chinese American. That's not something that we're going to dive into on this episode in particular, but it's definitely something that we're willing to talk about in the future. And honestly, that even plays a role into the first thing I said, because our studio was run by two Chinese immigrants, and most of the students there were predominantly Chinese-American with immigrated Chinese parents. So we all kind of share very similar experiences, but also we kind of branch out in our own special ways. Number three, this one, I feel like you're going to laugh at this one. It's going to sound a bit sad, but I think it's kind of funny. We both applied to very top tier schools and then we both subsequently got rejected and went through that experience together. So nice. Such a bonding experience. (laughs) Oh, you went there. I was thinking like, oh my God, what is she going to say? Oh, she went. Okay. She went to college. That That is something that Cindy and I have in common. We both relied on each other a lot. But we're okay now. Those wounds are healed. We're having so much fun at the schools that we're at now. We literally want to trade our experiences for the world. I just thought that was a funny thing to bring up because that was a very similar shared experience that we had. Not very fun, but you know, we made it through and we made it out together. And now we're here. That's just also a reminder to all my people who are listening who are going through that process right now. It really like, once you look back in retrospect, it's not as big of a deal as you think it is. Things are going to work out the way they're supposed to, you know. In life, there's actually a lot less choices than you think you have. Like you were just districted to a random high school, unless I guess you chose to go to like a private high school or something. Even then, take every opportunity you get, even if you're like, dang, this sucks because it will lead to something good. I promise. Sorry, I didn't mean to get a little deep there, but that's my number three. That's definitely an episode that we'll be doing in the future because that played a huge role, at least in my life, in helping shape who I am today and my outlook on life. So that is definitely knowledge and a story that I want to share with you. So we're going to jump into our next icebreaker question. Number three is, what do you value most in a friendship? This is going to be kind of cheesy, but I actually put two things again because I'm indecisive and I guess I just literally can never follow a structure of a question. But I put quality time and I put spontaneity because if quarantine has made me realize anything, I literally cannot live without my friends. Like just being alone, don't get me wrong. I love conking out and watching TikTok for like five hours straight and then eating snacks and going to sleep. But at some point it gets old and I like have to interact with my friends. I just need to spend that time with people. I can feel the life coming back into me when I see other people because quarantine kind of got me a little bit dead. And then in terms of spontaneity, I'm the kind of person to just want to do really, I don't want to say like dumb, but just random things for people are like, okay, like, why do you want to do that? I am the kind of person to be like, oh, let's just go to the store and like buy a gingerbread house and build it in a field together on the fly or be like, let's just go drive around this neighborhood for no reason and listen to like weird music. I love it when my friends can just do things on the fly and be like, yeah, sure, I'll join you in that because I am a typically very impulsive person. 
Mm. The thing that I value most in a friendship, I would definitely say inclusion and just reciprocating like a love for each other. For me, you don't have to talk to that person 24-7 in order to know that, but just to know that they care for you is so important to me. I think in some of my friendships in the past, it felt extremely one-sided where I would feel like I seem to care a lot more for this friend than they would for me. And maybe that's not the case, but it would just feel that way. Like I would go out of my way to get them presents or to write them a card or to like call them and want to hang out with them. And then a lot of the times it would feel like they weren't reciprocating that. So once you find that friendship, it is so amazing. If I could add a third thing to my list, that would definitely be up there. Just because when you know how much it sucks to be left out of stuff, you make a bigger emphasis in your mind to be like, let me remember this little thing or let me try and include this person or text this person back. Yes. And sometimes it feels so bad because I'll slip up and like, okay, I don't know if anyone else does this. I'll like read texts and answer them in my head or I'll be like busy. So I'm like, no, I want to give this person my full attention with my response. Like I don't want to just give some like dry response, but then it just sits there for a week and I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot to reply to this person. And then they just think, I'm ignoring them and I'm like no 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 like I just I answered it in my head and hope that it would telepathically travel I just sometimes I'm really horrible at replying to text but for the most part I try really hard to be like reciprocating people's energy and remembering things about people and trying to include them we're gonna move on to the next question though so number four is I would say probably a lot more of a fun question what are your favorite tv shows As of right now, there are two TV shows that I got into during the pandemic. One is Avatar The Last Airbender, which when it was added to Netflix in May, I actually was not that aware of it because I didn't grow up with cable. So I never grew up watching Avatar The Last Airbender. Literally until 10th grade, didn't even know Avatar The Last Airbender existed. Like people would talk about Avatar and I thought they were talking about the blue people. They were not talking about the blue people. They were talking about the TV show. I remember hearing people talk about it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it. Literally binge watch the whole show in three days. It was just nonstop watching these episodes. And it is by far one of the masterpieces of television, in my opinion, like such amazing characters, such complex storylines. I love the bending. The animation is amazing. The music is amazing. I love the inclusion of East Asian, Asian inspiration. Like that's amazing to me. Avatar, The Last Airbender, I just can't get enough of it. The other TV show that I got extremely into during quarantine is this Chinese TV show called The Untamed, and it was released in 2019, and I am in love with this TV show because, like Cindy mentioned, we're both Chinese-American, so for a while, I had not been that into Chinese dramas, and I think watching The Untamed brought me back into the realm of Chinese dramas. The actors, for one, are so beautiful in the show, like the costume is amazing. I think the music is pretty great too. And I just really love the acting and the storyline. To this day, if I'm ever in my feels, I'll like pick and choose some scenes from The Untamed to watch because it just touches me so much. And I'm not even sure why. I just feel like so emotionally connected to this show. I can attest to Jenny's obsession with Avatar and the Untamed because I was on the receiving end of it during the pandemic. Honestly, it's so fun to see people just kind of get obsessed with things, especially because my thing with my friends is I'm always obsessed with something. So it's fun to be on the other side and be like, how does it feel to be obsessed with something and not be able to stop talking about it? 
you as a listener, you've got to get Cindy to watch Avatar The Last Airbender because it has been months since I've told Cindy to watch this show. So many of her friends have also told her to watch this show and she has yet to watch more than eight episodes. And Cindy literally has access to Netflix and chooses not to watch Avatar The Last Airbender. And I don't understand why. That's one thing I'm really bad at. My friends will recommend things to me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm still working on it. You know, I'm slowly making it. Also, my thing is I get way too obsessed with things really easily. It's like, I don't know if scary is the right word, but I have to be cautious like going into new things because I'm like, this could easily spiral and I will just like fall into a hole for like half a year of just obsessing over this thing, like searching up Google images, spending all my time watching interviews. It's just honestly so time consuming and energy consuming. Like it's fun, but I have to be careful with new TV shows. Everyone has been telling me to watch Avatar. So you know what? Maybe one day I will get through it. And I've heard only good things about it. So we will see. Okay, favorite TV shows. Keep going. (laughs) Okay, so probably my favorite TV show is Black Mirror. And that's because I just really like the shows where you don't have to like commit too hard because each episode is a different story. I just have so much trouble like paying attention to a storyline for like longer than an episode worth of something. And so the fact that Black Mirror is like all these different cool stories in each episode is really cool to me. And I also really like the dystopian introspective take on everything. I also really like Twilight Zone because it's so similar to Black Mirror, but it's kind of like old Black Mirror. I just like the vintage vibes of it. That's so interesting to me that you like those TV shows because they don't have continuity. For me, the reason that I tend to like TV shows more than movies is because I can get more emotionally invested in the characters. To me, like character growth is way more apparent in TV show because you have more stories to tell and like you have more time to show your audience how your character is growing, which is why I love the characters a lot more. Don't get me wrong. I love character growth and like continuity. And all my friends who know me know this because I had this huge phase with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and like seeing that progression and all the storylines tied together with it being wrapped up with Infinity War and Endgame. Like I love that. I think the reason I like that so much was because it's like what, like 20-ish movies and Black Mirror is like four to 10 episodes per season. I don't actually know if it's 10 episodes per season, but it's like you can count on your fingers because when I see a show with like six seasons and 20 episodes per season, I'm like, this is really overwhelming. I don't know if I can commit to this. But also, if you're going to watch Black Mirror, just skip the first episode of the first season. It's not going to set a good impression on you. It's universally the worst out of all of them. There are some like bad ones, but I feel like that is just the worst foot to start on. Just don't start with the first episode. That's my one piece of advice from this. All right, now we're going to get into the fun question. I think GQ does this where they ask celebrities what's 10 things they couldn't live without. And I just think it's so funny to watch these rappers and like music artists and actors be like, yeah, I can't live without little bites and like my dog and like my headphones. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. So even though we're not celebrities, we will be saying five things that the both of us cannot live without. My first two things are skincare related, just because I've gotten a lot more into skincare lately. So one is my, I forget what it's called, but it's like Happy Healthy Elf Moisturizer or something, but it's a moisturizer by Elf, which is a cosmetics company. It really saved my skin, so I really appreciate this moisturizer. And then number two is sunscreen, because I think everybody, before they go out and start their day, should put on a bit of sunscreen because it just really helps protect the skin. So my third one is a lot more wholesome. It's my little puppy, Abby. She is a mix between a Bichon Frise, I have no idea if I just said that right, and a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel. I literally love her so much because I'm 18 now and I wanted a dog since I was like eight. And then I finally got a dog two years ago and I got Abby. She just makes my day so much better. So I have to have my dog. 
And then my fourth thing would be my diary because I have been in the habit since like three years ago of journaling, just like writing down what my day was like every single night. Even if I can't write it that night, I'll like make sure to go back and document my day the day after I was supposed to. That's just a habit that I really want to keep. And then my fifth and final thing that I can't live without is very female oriented because it is a heating pad for when you have cramps, when you're on your period, they are so painful, but I have like a hot water bottle that I like to use and you just fill it up with hot water. You put the hot water bottle on your lower back and it just helps to ease the cramps so much. Period pain is not fun. So like a hot water bottle is a must. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to get into the five things that I can't live without. So number one, my family would literally clown me for this one, but they also know it's so true. My phone. Everyone who knows me knows I'm glued to my phone. I mean, typical teenager things, right? But also it's like the line of communication between me and my friends. You know, I'm always in a group chat or on Snapchat or on Instagram. And honestly, maybe that's a bad thing, but you know what? I'm always talking to my friends and especially in quarantine, it's kind of a must if you want to communicate with people. Number two would be my agenda. I always get the same exact type of agenda from Paper Source every single year. And I'm so anal about just writing every single thing I need to do down because my brain literally feels like there's just 10 raccoons running around in a dumpster screaming at all times. Like nothing is ever organized up there. So I really just need to like brain dump it onto a sheet of paper so I can just get it like out of my head and remember to do it. And also the satisfaction of checking off boxes. Oh, unmatched. My third would be my car. I don't know what fixation that I have on driving. Like, I don't know what's up with it. Quarantine has really brought it out of me just because I'm like, I really just need to get out of the house. My mom's like, go on a walk. I'm like, man, you think I want to do that? Something about like driving around and just listening to music. It's so fun to me for no reason. And I also just love to go to like Target and Walmart for literally no reason and buy things that I just definitely do not need. The other day I went to Walmart and I bought this $7 kit to make a crochet monkey. I don't even know how to crochet, so I don't know why I bought it. I was like, yeah, I can make a monkey. And then I read the instructions. I was like, dude, this is, how do you, what? How does this work? Oh my gosh, wait, did you crochet the monkey? You didn't crochet the monkey. I did not crochet the monkey because it looks really hard. Target monkey is just sitting in the box waiting to be crocheted. You know, it's brown and white yarn and like a needle right now. But you know, at some point, I'll make it happen. I don't know if it's going to look like the box, but we'll see. We'll see. Number four, I guess kind of aligns with it because I kind of talked about listening to music in the car as I drive. I literally cannot live without Spotify Premium. Making playlists is like a fun hobby for me. I'm like, oh, like, yes, I love to choose the stupid names for it and just put songs that I like because I have to be listening to music. I don't know why. I just can't sit in silence. Like if I'm doing homework, I have to be listening to music. If I'm in the car, I have to be listening to music. Even if I'm like washing the dishes, I have to be listening to music. Spotify Premium, definitely a must because I just also don't want to listen to ads. I kind of sound like a little bit of a diva for that one, but I just don't need the ads interrupting my vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like the music's playing. I don't want like, listen, this 30 second ad to get like ad free. And then the music isn't even ad free. I'm like, what is this? It really isn't the same. Once you go to premium, it's really hard to go back to free Spotify because getting to pick which song you want to play and getting to press skip unlimited amount of times, it really is a much better experience. Sometimes you just need to pick the song that matches the vibe. And sometimes Spotify just gets it all wrong when it's free. Don't get me wrong. I love all the artists that I put on my playlist and even like the suggested radios. But if I'm like driving in my car and I'm like on that Pluto projector by Rex Orange County vibe and then Spotify goes and plays me like Megan the Stallion. Like I love Megan with all my heart, but that's not the vibe I'm going for. And if I can't skip it, that's a problem for me. I'm like, man, the whole vibe is ruined now. 
My last thing will have to be my friends just because literally quarantine has taught me that if I don't get like human interaction with my friends, I think I will actually die. Okay, that's that's an exaggeration. I definitely will not die. I will be fine. I'm very lucky to be hanging out with my family who's safe and healthy and I love hanging out with my family. But life is just not the same when you can't see your friends as often, you know? I just can't live without my friends. I agree with that. My mind didn't go there, but definitely friends are something that I can't live without. They're amazing. Very true. I think that wraps up all the questions. Wow. Okay. It was a very long get to know us segment, but I really enjoyed recording it. So I hope you enjoyed listening to it. We're done with the breakout questions. I don't know if you've fallen in love with us yet, but (laughs) we are now just going to dive into a bit about what we hope that you'll get out of this podcast and a bit about our inspiration behind it. I guess I'll jump into a bit of the backstory behind With a Grain of Salt. I was in a college interview in 2019 and I was relaying my life story to this college interviewer and a big part of that was dance and the negative experiences that I had with it. After I had finished telling this interviewer my story, she asked me, have you ever talked to your teacher about what happened to you at dance? And I realized that no, I hadn't. So then for months after that, I kept on thinking about it and I was like, I really do want to be able to talk to either my dance teacher or like the younger kids at dance about my experience because either way, I would hope to break the cycle of negative experiences that people tend to go through at our dance school. In October of 2020, the idea came to me to start with a grain of salt as a way to relay both Cindy and I's stories to try to provide you either some guidance or just someone that you can just tune into and listen to and feel connected to. So that was a bit of the inspiration behind with a grain of salt for me. And we kind of went with the name with a grain of salt, which I really love because we know that we're not experts and we are still 18. Like we have a lot of life to live. Also, there's a lot of experiences that we've already been through that have heavily, heavily shaped us. And to like see some people go through the same struggles that you finished overcoming and to like watch them begin that cycle that, you know, could possibly be avoidable. It just really sucks. And if I could just talk to them as if I was talking to my younger self or tell them something that I know that they need to hear because it's something that I needed to hear when I was in their shoes, I just wish I could be in a position to do that. Obviously, you don't want to force advice down someone's throat, but if they choose to listen to this podcast and take away some advice from it, that's all we really want. I just, I hope that you as a listener will be able to just take away some of our stories or just like get to know both Cindy and I. If you just like ever need to talk to someone, just feel free to reach out because I also would love it if we could create like a little community, just like a little bond with you as a listener. I just hope that you have found two people that you feel comfortable like listening to and potentially talking to about anything and everything. We hope that it at least provides stories that are relatable to you or maybe even just the tiniest piece of advice that you can take away or at the very least just a distraction that you can listen to for 20, 30, 40 minutes at a time to take away from the other things that you might be struggling with. That's kind of our end goal here is just to help people as much as we can, Mm -hmm. but also not try to be the experts in the room. You know, we're just kind of sharing our experiences and we hope that it'll resonate with someone and that people can take something away. I just hope that 
you can listen to us wherever you are. Like if you're getting ready in the morning, like just start your day with us or when you're bored on your way to school, just like turn on an episode. I would love that. We really hope you guys can tune into future episodes and it'd be awesome if you listen to all of them. But even if you just listen to one, it helps you that we've accomplished what we wanted to do. We really hope you can just follow this journey with us. We're new to this too. We're still figuring things out. We're taking everything with a grain of salt as well. We just hope that you as listeners can enjoy this whole experience. This episode was really focused around getting to know me and Cindy through these icebreaker questions. Future episodes will be a bit more surrounding a certain topic like body image or college applications. Topics about struggles that Cindy and I went through that we would like to relay our experiences to you. I think that basically sums up everything that we want to get out of this and kind of everything that's inspired this. We're really happy that you came to listen. If you've made it this far, thank you so much, especially for the first episode. We're glad that you stuck around to see what we were like. If you enjoyed it, we hope you can stick around for the future. Thank you for listening to With a Grain of Salt. This is Cindy. I mean, no. no. (laughs) Why did I follow along and just like go with it? Oh my goodness. I didn't even question it. I was like, yeah, I'm Jenny. (laughs) Let's try this again. This is Jenny signing off. And this is Cindy. We'll see you later. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to our podcast and leave us a rate and review. You can also find us at With a Grain of Salt Podcast on Instagram for more updates and go to withagrainofsaltpodcast.com for show notes. If you have any questions, comments, topics you want us to talk about, or you just want to say hi, Feel free to send us a DM on Instagram or email us at contact at withagrainofsaltpodcast.com. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. We're always down to have a conversation to help make our podcast better for you. But before you go, we want to remind you to take everything we say with a grain of salt because no one knows you better than you do. Stay awesome and we'll see you next time.